welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin, part the third and final part of our discussion of the Shadow Rising, book four of the Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. We are your hosts, John. And Johnny. And the last things to talk about, um, let's start with uh, Perrin. Yeah, so the uh, third main plot line for this movie is Perrin and his D&D party <laughs> go to save the Trivers from the White Cloak. While well, they think at the time they're more worried about the White Cloaks, right? I forget if they know there are Trollocs there. It'll it'll be yeah, kind of like be, a movie soon. The what? The, it'll be like a movie soon. You said movie. No, I no, I I said I said um like I I don't know if if they know more. Sorry, they're expecting to deal with the white cloaks. Are they expecting to deal with the trollocs yet? Um, that was a mouthful. <laughs> not sure. Um, they just they know that um, Pat on Fame is going after. I mean, that's the main. That's yeah. what he's doing. Um. Whether it's Trollocs or, or White Cloaks that, I mean, people who come there, like Perrin who uh, goes there and uh, then uh, Varen and Alana come separately. Yes. And they have their own information and... And then Perrin also, he knows beforehand that by, uh, who's the, um, who's Bornhold's son, um... Bo- okay, Jeff, Jeff from Born. He he knows that Jeff from Bornhold's son is there. I think, right? Yes, and that's Dayan. Yes, yes. Dayan. So so he kind of already has his like. He's he's semi resigned to like I might have to turn myself over myself over to them. Yeah. So here is my I. Yeah, I, I could be uh, wrong about this, but. My my understanding, because this is this is this was uh, tough for me on my first read through. I don't think yeah. it was presented all that well, to be honest. Okay. Um. Well, so, you have, um, Pat and Fane. Yes. Or Ordeeth. Yes. Um. Ordeeth is mani- like his name. He's going by with the white clothes. with the white clothes. Yeah, okay. And he's manipulating. He's make. He's uh. Stoking. Uh, Dayan's anger mm. at Perrin mm-hmm. and having them go after the two, two rivers. rivers. Yeah. yeah. Then you have, as we come to find out rather slowly, mm-hmm. you have this entity named Slayer. Yes. Who is who is uh, in charge of the Trollocs, and he is trying to Wait, go after. Or Deeth. Wait, he's trying to go after Or Did or I miss that? <laughs> yes, and so did I. Except in this read, in, in the reread through, I totally did not get that he was going after Or I'm like, oh, he's here, and he's here. Everyone's here. It's all a big party. I didn't really get that he was in ch- even in charge of. I believe he is. He probably, I he's I, I definitely going after Or Okay, all right. Um, and so he's trying to get. At him because he. The thing is, his motivations are a little difficult because he's not really an agent of the Dark One either. Yeah, because he's. You find out later that he is. I forget his. I forget his name, but he's basically a lord who's a hunter of the horn that's pseudo taken charge in the in uh, Eamon's field. And I will admit, I'm not a hundred percent sure whether this is all totally laid out in the shadow okay. rising but i'm gonna say it anyway all right i'm gonna say it anyway because so it's not it's uh, i really nah. don't think so man That's fine. so it's here it's, i'm going to give slayer's backstory okay because you know it's it's again it's, a, fine, it's, it's a confusing sure. part we'll yeah. we'll lay it out yeah it starts with because you have uh yeah you have lord luke yeah and it's um Eventually, we eventually come to understand that he is, um, he is, uh, he's connected to Slayer. Because when Slayer gets wounded in the wolf, in in the wolf dream, um, Luke is wounded in real life. That's right, yeah. 
But when Perrin sees someone in the wolf dream, he sees someone who looks an awful lot like Lan. Yes, that's right. So is Lord Luke, is there a real Shion or, or not, or like Borderland person or? Lord Luke is, um, and this is definitely explicitly said in uh, Should the Shadow Rising and Doran. Oh, okay. And he's okay. he has like some he's some distant has some distant succession or he's like oh. like connected to the royal family and he brags about it all the about time. About the royal family you said. About his royal connections oh, and everything. Okay. Um so that is one uh piece of the puzzle. Okay. Uh Lord Luke was uh traveling in the blight at one time, long okay. ago. And that's when he came across um, a um, man named Isam. Okay. And Isam was. Why a, does that sound familiar? Uh, most likely from the Shadow Rising. Yeah, I know I'm you've saying, read. I know you've read more. No, but I, I don't. Obviously, yeah, I, yeah. Anyways, and Isam is Monkieri. Oh, and he's related. Tulan, his mother was killed by Trollocs in front of him, leaving him because his his the rest of everyone he knew was gone. He was with his mother, and then his mother got killed by Trollocs, and so he had a um, uh, Kvoth like um, oh, uh, uh, adolescence yeah. and no adolescence growing up in Tarbian. Yes, okay. Um, which so he was he was, uh, he was an urchin an yeah. urchin in the city, uh, you know, for his, fighting for his life every day, that sort of thing. Um, and so he that hardened him and hardened him, and then Luke came along, and the rest is a bit of a mystery. They had some kind of uh, fusion, no relation to Dragon Ball Z intended, but they 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 became one being to some extent. So God. And their, their, yeah, their souls became one. Hmm. And you would say that's kind of it, and they formed Slayer, but... Lord Luke is still Lord Luke. Lord, yeah, there's Lord Luke is still Lord Luke, and Isam, you know, exists in the Wolf Dream as this kind of his own person, but they're also both Slayer. So it's similar to the confusing um, dynamic of Pot and Fane. <laughs> You say pot and fan, I was going to say God. <laughs> like God and the Holy Trinity. Oh, well, that, that too, if sure. <laughs> you wanna, that's what I was saying. I that, mean, just that as a, too, yeah. that, that's supposed to illuminate nothing more. Right. Um, yeah. Yes. No. But, yeah, it, and yeah. the, the only other um, addition to that is that um, even though these two are kind of making up Slayer, that doesn't mean that Slayer is an entirely new being because he's described by, I think, Varen as being um, an old evil. Or actually, maybe it is Birgit that says that. Okay, how do you say her name? I say Birgit. Birgit. That's how I Birgit. said Birgit is how I pronounce it. Emphasis. Birgit. Okay, well that's either that's a lot that's a lot more I've um, heard Birgitta. Yeah, like, but, but, but yeah, Birgit and Birgit are much more closer than it could be. Yeah, <laughs> so we I, we have some yes. commonality there. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So that is Slayer and his not entirely I have to be honest, I'm not entirely sure of his motivations in destroying Ordith. Okay. Um, but that is definitely what he's there for. All right. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's a good. See that. That's good to know. And I, this is that's kind of one of those things similar to the Balzaman reveal that I wish were kind of a little more like if you're if if Jordan is expecting us to understand something to make it a little more like clear. Now, if it's supposed to be ambiguous, that's different. So, say, like, a lot of the stuff and like, the way that a lot of the um, stuff in the Waste, the Ruidian stuff is written, it's kind of, you're very much supposed to, like, piece all of that together slowly. Whereas, like, the, like this type of thing, I feel like there needs to be, like, because that, that whole, the Ruidian ideal dynamic is, like, very, is kind of complicated, whereas... Yes, but this this is presented in the same manner. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I'll, I'll make a um, 
a more of an overarching critique of Jordan's yeah. work um, and say that there are a million billion details yes. um, mm-hmm. throughout this story. And even reading it knowing what's happening, it can be very difficult to tell the difference between one little detail that is foreshadowing that's going to come up six books later right? and something that's supposed to be an immediate oh my god reveal they mm. kind of read the same okay and so you're you're going yeah. after it you're 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 reading this big reveal and it kind of looks like everything else you're like okay file that back in the back of my mind for later and then a couple of paragraphs later you see one one of like the pov character is dumbfounded and you're like wait what what happened and then yeah. you have to go back, mm-hmm. but and and maybe you'll yeah. get it once that happens. But the initial boom, while that happened, is still not what it should have been. No, that 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 makes sense. No, that that makes sense. I mean, well, the the best, in my opinion, the best thing that he's done with that so far is also in this book, and we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> and, uh, as far as like big like. OMG moments, we'll call it. But we need to, I need to think of a better term than that, but go ahead. <laughs> OMG is fine. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, yeah, Slayer and reveal how Jordan does reveal. And how, and, yeah, okay, yeah, even when I was um, reading this for the first time and just, like, gobbling it all up and being like, well, yeah. this is the greatest thing, and I still think it's kind of the greatest thing. Yeah. Um, that still frustrated me, even when I was yeah. in that state of mind. Yeah. So... I think that's a fair critique, yeah. <laughs> and because I made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So okay. So interesting to do not watch Slayer. There's other things that happen in this book, like really important things, like Perrin and Fayil get married. <laughs> they do. I forgot that it happens in this book. Turns out, um, that, you that know, was like go, a- going to your. Can you imagine what sort of you know? purpose and peace would fulfill you if you had to go back to the town where you grow up and save it and save it (laughs) if you really put yourself in that mindset and think god i've really come full circle i feel so full inside hey want to get hitched (laughs) (laughs) i would totally be in that state of mind because you helped me save it dang straight we're gonna (laughs) yes except parents are not in that state of mind because he never lets himself get into that state of mind (laughs) Uh, i don't know that's being harsh on parent i I love i parent is my still is my favorite character but um because uh, I, I do like his, I, I do I like and relate to his kind of like broody inner struggle stuff. But yes, <laughs> so how would you? Yeah, given that, yeah, I know you're following that most closely. What is what's the best way to describe um, how the events of this book have changed him? Because he still has farther to go, obviously. Yes, of course. Because he's still okay. alive by the end of this book. Yeah. So, um, but what what best describes his changes? Okay. So I had like I think I had mentioned this a little bit in the Dragon Reborn episodes, but the whole the main metaphor I always mix those terms up <laughs> that Jordan uses or that Heron kind of uses is the axe and the hammer, uh, like at, like the. At, the axe being kind of like this, the warrior general and that kind of the hammer being like, I'm creating things. I'm like in the smiths, mm-hmm. like create making weapons or like tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of creation, the kind of, kind of creation destruction, uh, is kind of the kind of wrestling and kind of reconciling those. Well, I wrestling with, I should say, mm-hmm. I would say that the significant thing that happens with that in this book is parents start to reconcile those and say, but so before he, and especially in Dragon Reborn, it was like, well, like, am I going to be the hammer or am I going to be the axe? Even though, if I may interject, ahead, um, a hammer to the face is pretty much just as brutal <laughs> as an axe to the face. Yes. And then, um, tell, tell, tell I remember reading this somewhere. Um, I'd also like you to see try and, um, 
be a lumberjack with a hammer. Yeah, try try try, try, so, try um, also try, try telling Robert Baratheon that a hammer is not a uh, <laughs> it's not a war. That's right, it's not a weapon of war, but weapon was a weird phrase. Anyways, it's not a weapon. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, and 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 then an axe can um can build. Yes, build, I'll be yes. through destruction. Yes, but the hammer also kind of if you're forging with a hammer, yeah, that's it's still destroying. Yeah, because um, yeah, destroying I mean, to rebuild. Yes. Um, yeah, but um. Okay, so uh, continue, no, continue. Yeah, I'm curious so what you have to say. Basically, parents start in this book to reconcile those two things together and say, "Oh, yeah, sometimes like sometimes I, I might have to like be violent or be the general or like kill people." I don't know if he kills any people yet, but well, maybe dark. Well, kill people, things, Trollocs, like. But that, but like that doesn't make me a monster. Is like I just need to make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons, and kind of that can also help me create things because you know, I mean, the whole culmination of his character arc in this is that he kills or helps orchestrate a bunch of people to help kill a bunch of Trollocs in order to save their town. Yes, and so and so kind of and so just kind of that reconcil. So basically. In this book, it was really cool. It's just him kind of reconciling both the reconciling those different parts of him, mm -hmm. and you know, trying to be wise to the differences between because when he because it does get people killed, yes, and that affects him, yes, be, and I think part of him is like. Yeah, that's going to happen, and that's a lot different from directly hurting somebody myself. But it still tugs at the particular his particular heartstring yes. mm -hmm. that is always like, "I'm so afraid that I'm going to hurt somebody." Yes. And he's and and part of his brain is like, "I'm just happening." Instead of like directly with my fist, I like it's, manipulated them into getting killed. Yeah, some yes. BS like that. Yeah, like yeah, like I I didn't I didn't I didn't chop their head off, but like. I put this bowman here, and he shot him in the face. That's right. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I didn't chop their head off, but I placed their head in the direction yes. of the, the sword that did chop their head off. Yes. So. Yeah, that, yeah. So that which was... Which is, which is very plausible. Yes. Uh, for, from a character development yes. standpoint. Yes, to still have to kind of... And I think, well, a lot most humans would always... And, Reckon, well, and I, that's I mean Jordan having been in like Vietnam and stuff could actually like would know like probably a, is a good person to like speak to that like mm -hmm. struggle. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I always you know I often am like you know he's this because he's he got started in um, Jordan got started in uh, like he, I think his um, degree was in. Physics, I think. Oh, interesting. Is one of those <laughs> okay. things. And I'm like, oh, he has, this, you know, this. And then yeah. uh, he just got, uh, create, started creating this world and it yeah. just bombarded in his mind and he put it onto paper. And I and I forget that he was a veteran. He was, yes. he, was a liter he literally went to war. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well, interesting is a really poor word. but like He also <laughs> liked to play chess. Little, I, I could see, yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, think it's in the back of this book. Yeah, I, the, the, yeah, about yeah, the author. I, yeah. I could see that. Um, Two tours in Vietnam. Among his decorations are the distinguished flying cross, the bronze star with V, and two Vietnamese crosses of gallantry. Hmm. History buff, dance and theater criticism, hunting, fishing, sailing, poker, chess, pool, and pipe collecting hmm so he takes after tolkien in that regard with the last part yeah the pipe the collecting, pipe collecting. <laughs> <laughs> another uh, tolkien disciple there but um this is i i we should get back to the substance of the book but this is obviously very interesting he has been writing since 1977 and intends to continue until they nail shut his coffin <laughs> oh god <laughs> now it's oh. worth pointing out that in a way he did continue writing even after they nailed shut yes. his, cost, his yes. coffin yes they yeah he uh, i 
I, I would say he did. Sanderson would definitely tell you that he did. Like, that he continued writing afterwards. Because, like, mm-hmm. Sanderson would Sanderson would probably say that, like, Jordan, like, wrote the story. Sanderson is just the one that... Sanderson, or Jordan created the story. Sanderson is just the one that typed it out for him. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that, yeah, that is certainly one interpretation yeah, I mean, of it. Yeah, obviously, that, that's, that's, like, down... Uh, that would be downplaying what Sanderson did, but I also think that's kind of how Sanderson would talk about it. I think he would. I, I could yeah. see him doing that, and that's uh, how he... he probably has moments of thinking about it as his own work because he wrote it and in his own voice for the most part. Um, And at times it's like, I'm, I'm the conduit here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, So, um, there, well, uh, Perrin and Fahil. Yeah. Well, we'll just, we'll start with this. Fahil finally does something like really cool. And what's (laughs) that? She's, plays the Gandalf part <laughs> from Helm's Gate. Oh, yes. <laughs> she does. She, she basically comes and saves Perrin's butt. <laughs> that was fun because um, she, yeah, she, he told, he tried to send her away so that she would he, be safe, she would be safe yeah. and she couldn't stop him from Fight throwing him. his own, throwing yeah. his own life away as, as he saw it. Um, and then she comes and she's, thinks he's going to be bad and she's like, you told me to go. You never said how far. Yeah, I forget how she. No, you can't it. be mad. You can't be mad. It's against the letter, and he's just like, "I love you." Yeah, because yeah, because she basically <laughs> proceeds to rally all the other two rivers to come and like save them, <laughs> and like kill all the rest of the Trollocs. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I know I was kind of like not glad they got married because again, it's the relationship is still kind of. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's it's more meh now than like ugh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. Fail had those moments. I um, and I it, it is easy to forget they are really, really young. <laughs> they're so young. Oh yeah, he's, they're like he's, he's like eighteen, he's like, right? Yeah, 19, eighteen or nine. Yeah, yeah, probably maybe, not, probably maybe 19, nineteen at this point. And she's fifteen. Wait, she's fifteen. I yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't know that. That that's kind of surprising because that's like a. That's like something Martin would do, or Martin did. <laughs> yeah, Danny's even younger than that, I think. Or, well, yeah, yeah, um, and that's not you know that's not a coincidence because if there's any part of um, uh, Randland that's most like Westeros, it's the Borderlands. Oh yeah, oh where, yes, of course, it's where like you north. grow up early. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's like yeah. Oh, oh well, yes, yeah. Like, okay, I guess what I guess Westeros in general. Yes, I would say Westeros in general because obviously the uh, uh, Borderlands are like the North. Um, but in terms of growing up early, I mean, they, Jordan does a decent job at um, you know showing not just politics or and politicking, but just corruption on every level. Yes. Um, particularly in Tanchico, he's good, is good at that. Yes, um, that but was great. even Tanchico is still not King's Landing. <laughs> no, oh no. I mean it's I mean the, the the major I mean, yeah, the difference in that when we aren't gonna do Song of Ice and Fire spoilers, but like we we can talk about it in broad enough strokes. Like Tanchigo, you have a few, like, pretty clear factions of, like, you have team, like, Tanchigo, like, the people that actually live there, (laughs) and then, like, the Black Aja, and then Mogedian, who's kind of separate from the Black Aja, technically, like, not separate from, but, like, she has her, she, she has her a different agenda than they do, Uh and then, like, the Wonder Girls, and then the White Cloaks, so those are kind of the factions, but, like, they all, for the most part, kind of, it's just, like, it, it's it, it's more clear, like, who wants to eventually achieve what. Whereas you go to King's Landing and, like, you, I mean, allegiances switch so much and, like... Yeah, because, uh, uh, I mean, Tanjiko was, uh, did, I mean, the invasion of the Shanchan basically only made things worse on the West Coast. Yes. Um, it, and they, they weren't the best before, I don't think, but th- that invasion only made it worse. And then you have all these different uh, factions coming in and basically being vultures um, yes. in this in this very unstable city. Um, whereas with uh, so, King's Landing, you really, you see that this is... Uh, 
a city hive that of scum and villainy. a hive of scum and villainy <laughs> that is bad enough when it's left to its own devices. Yes. It doesn't need it, um, a, a fleet of Stannis's warships to to be no, awful. It, well, in in fact, the one. Well, uh, yeah, no, yeah, we're not going to do song with some parts. Yeah, yeah, we should but, stop now. Yeah, which is, yeah, but I mean, the threats to King's Landing are the points where it's most unified. <laughs> Whereas, like, in here, like, the threat to Tanchico, like, it basically just breaks it in pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Anyways, yeah. so just going back, I think that, um, I yeah, Fahil, um, we see a lot of uh, relationship developing um, and kind of see their... Um, you know, uh, them getting to know each other a little better, and uh, yeah, when, and Fayil, um really, particularly in her interactions with um, Egwene's uh, mom, I forget her name, the uh, um, Alver yeah, woman, and she's yeah. like, I have to be, I have to be sweet instead of angry, and you see her really working through this. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and then. Um... <clears throat> Basically, instead of fighting all the time, they only fight sometimes now, and and and, and it's and it's a little more endearing. Mm-hmm. And endearing's not the word, but it's it's less annoying. <laughs> and I um, I, there there might be stuff I leave out of this um revelation, uh, but okay. I'm ready to say this now. Okay. Um, they are my favorite couple. Oh, all right. Interesting. And I think that um. I honestly think that uh, just just imagine okay. uh, we have we've we've seen Rand be with Elaine now, um, and we know that he has other women, even though uh, the specifics of that aren't yeah, as, aren't mean, known he, yet. He's the main character, so if he needs love interests, yes. Um, <laughs> but that's not even like. It, that's kind of still developing, yeah, it's, and it, yeah. and Elaine's. Yeah, they met in book one, but it really started. It really started in yes, book four. I agree that that's when they're like, oh God, like kissing I, and the, or like meeting up in the corners, and, and <laughs> that like how, how that's how Jordan phrases it. <laughs> and uh, we see we maybe we see something going on with Avienda. That's obviously starting this book as well. Um, yes, yeah. this this started in book three, Parent and Fayil. Yes. And I think that this is really Jordan's idea of, even though Perrin's not the main character, this is kind of the main relationship. Okay, well, it certainly has the most, like, even though I don't necessarily like all the development with it, it certainly has the most development. Um, Like, let's put it this way, it's not at least, for me at least, it's not out of nowhere, like, not even land, like... Yes, no. yeah, that's right. Yeah, not even land was earlier. I didn't think of them, well, but as we've already it, discussed, we don't. It, it's more like I just remember reading Either World, and all of a sudden they're talking, and she's like, "I don't want to." It's like it's like a I don't want to leave you, but like, like my duty calls me, or I can't, or like, and I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? 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 You're attracted to her because she was she followed your. Uh, trail yeah <laughs> and, yeah and like uh, now that we're later on and when when they when she like thinks about him now it like makes more sense because like there's been s- like space and like like now it makes more sense that like she would think about him but it's still kind of like i, I still want to see more of them actually interacting in order to actually believe that they like like that they have a reason to like want to be a thing mm-hmm. but um, so and I'll, I'll again I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, it's not just that it's given the most development; it's that so much of the stuff that um, I you get a really good picture of Fayil, and, and it's not over yet. Yeah, um, I would guess so, but. The stuff that is we see and we're like, oh, this is just this because people just like grew mad with rage and started frothing because of like the stuff that happened in the ways with Fayil yes. and how she was acting yeah, and how just, she started um, 
Because she was beating beating him yeah, up yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. I don't know. Granted, he's huge. I mean, so, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's her beating him up is yeah. It's kind of it's, it's like hitting a wall. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're not okay. We're not going to go into that. We're not going to go into that whole discussion. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, which I forget most of, admittedly. So I don't feel like I'd be qualified to actually yeah, say. And a that whole would lot be opening it. a can of worms for sure. Yeah. But what I want to go into is that um, her. If you look at her as a very, a very young girl, um, trying yeah. to apply her cultural norms mm. outside her um, immediate orbit and go out into the wider world yes. and she's learned all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and just think in your mind how that those uh those sensibilities might particularly interact with Perrin and affect Perrin um and help build up and inform Perrin's character. Um yeah, I, no, then I see that. Yeah. it's really the most sophisticated we got. No, I, I, I do see that. I mean it, it's at least at the moment it's definitely more sophisticated than I'm the main character and I'm the princess, <laughs> it, but that's really I mean, obviously, that, the, the, and the, I'm sure that we'll get the, it will actually get more development like later. But like <laughs> right now, that's that's all the context we have for like them interacting. <laughs> and to deviate from to Rand and Elaine for a little bit, I wish we'd at least been able to see the two letters that she wrote. Yeah, because I, then that, maybe yeah, exactly. we would have a better because maybe Rand, it would seem more three dimensional. Yeah, because they both like. They both think and talk about those letters, but we haven't seen a lot. A lot. A yeah, lot. Like. And, and, and it's it's maddening because they have such different views. Elaine was like, "Yeah, the the, the letters were like they, they're like, they're they're both true, and they, you know, they. I don't understand why he hasn't responded to them or why why he's getting in a fuss about them. And he's like, they literally contradict each other. And so I want to read them and be like, why are they both? Yeah, I, why are they both view it this way? Yes. But okay, um, uh, parents, uh, parents' family. Oh yes, they're dead. They're dead. They're, <laughs> they're very, very dead. Um, this is um, obviously something that uh, is common for oh. heroes in storybooks is the family, uh, uh, yeah. dead parents. Um, but for parent, it's dead. Everybody. Yeah. Um, it and it's really, okay. The whole thing that this, uh, ties into Fahil because the whole thing with, um, her basically making him cry, oh, cry, yeah, cry it out right, is right. one is yeah. one of the most touching scenes. Um, because it really is so believable. That even before she does that, he's like that he would hold it in. He's he's yeah like, he's yeah. he's blocking it out. He's um, as soon as he hears the news, he's he has his uh, he has like a cup and he crushes mm. it and he's basically fumbling with everything and he's basically running on autopilot mm. because everything just shuts down. Yeah, no, that's hmm. and that's so real. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's yeah, it's a good moment. Oh, a well-written moment, I should say. Yeah, um, and then how he just, like, he's crying without realizing he started because he just, whatever dam he temporarily built up just broke. Yeah, it was not She broke there. it down. Yeah. Um, and, and then what really brings it all together, this is something that I forgot in my first read-through, is that um, when he's, I think when it's when he's getting ready for the final battle, um, he comes across a kid and... He says that his last name is um, Ibarra. Like I'm a distant cousin. And oh, I, I and I was I and that. I was like, oh, yeah. I think that, I remember that's in that. the feels. Yeah, there's hope. There's yeah. a little and, bit of hope. And speaking of like other and like families of that, like we also meet up with Rand's dad and Matt's dad. We do, which is also interesting that Rand's. It, it, 
kind of a contradiction to most types of stories like this is that Rand's dad is very much still alive and kicking. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Like most other main protagonists in a not most other, but a lot of main other protagonists, the 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 parent there would either be some sort of like reason why they're not interacting with them or like they're dead. <laughs> and um, I mean, he's he's so much more. Than Rand's father, he's such an he's oh, such yeah. an awesome no, character. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, I loved him. Um, yeah. You know, a bell coffin is, he's, is yeah, fine, he's fine, but I mean, he's really just a he's kind of a grown up man. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like yeah. But someone yeah. else made the point that um, even Matt's sisters. Um, oh, yeah. Are described as grinning, oh my and gosh. like and like <laughs> no other girls or women are usually described Grin, that way. No, well, no, but it's because but, it's their coffins. <laughs> that's funny. Well, because usually most females in the Wheel of Time are usually described by like other aspects of themselves physically, like yes. either their hair or like <laughs> other um, parts, <laughs> and they're and they're uh, sniffing. Or they'll be smiling coyly, maybe. <laughs> um, or not, you know, not grinning. All right, all right, all right, all right. Jordan's personal, well, I'm presuming his personal favorite, crossing their arms underneath their breasts to like show some mm-hmm. sort of like they're thinking they're mad. Like uh-huh. th- this is them showing emotion, but it has to be under their breast because what else would they do with their hands? And there's, and there's, <laughs> oh, well, that's a good question, they, Johnny. Well, do you tug their braid? That's what they do. Or <laughs> one that's that's definitely coming up more and more as you go through the series. They're also just as likely to be smoothing their skirts, <laughs> oh, particularly <boy. laughs> when they're flustered and thinking about a man of course of course because you know i i remember yeah because because all that's what all females do that's how all females react to like like frustrating situations and like (laughs) so look um it might not it might not be smoothing skirts think of it as like Playing with, like, kind of oh, twirling or, or yeah. playing with your hair. Just some kind of nervous tick. Well, we have a character that plays with you, her hair. <laughs> I don't know, yes, but <laughs> just think of it in that sort of... Because it, it, it seems like, oh, this is happening a lot, but we just compare it to some sort of tick yeah, that no, that's um, many women in our world do. Because I don't know if you notice, but sometimes women like other people yes. and they get nervous also men do it yeah well <laughs> yeah well. yes no i mean I, i'm it's not a huge deal and you now whenever i come across it like particularly naive tugging her braid i just laugh like at this point it's just kind of funny when it comes up like it's why not, was it annoying before oh uh, i didn't notice it at first then like it was pointed out to me and i noticed it and i started noticing it um, so I, it wasn't really super annoying, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we should talk about the battle a little bit. There isn't a whole lot to say other than it's cool. There is one, there, well, ahead, there, there are a couple, you, you there are a couple things before the battle. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, one thing is, um, I love the subtle things that happen with, because Perrin has a heightened sense of smell now. Yes. And this he, is... basically, he can be sitting, sitting and doing something, and um, someone behind him is coming up, and he knows who it is, and he says, what is it, Will? Oh. And, and Will's like, what the heck? And I'm just reading that, like, I would screw with people so much with that. I, yeah. That, that, that's basically like a Jedi, like, Sith thing. <laughs> with a force, like, if there's something you come in. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so there's, first there's that. Um, then there's Aurum. Or, oh yes, the um, I I I know Tuath on, yeah. yeah. Well, same kind of well, same kind. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. Obviously, it's um on an individual basis. You have this um, you have this Tuath on um or Tinker um coming to see like oh I don't I don't believe in this way of life anymore. Yes. Um. I need to like this. I could have saved this person, so yes. I need to take up the sword. Um, and then we can talk about Perrin's controversial decision to um, help him do that. But I'm glad you brought up the Aiel 
because it happens in the same um, in the flashbacks. Book. Yes, the whole cultural thing yeah. with the Aiel mm-hmm. and this and this thing with Arm. Yes. Same book. And that's made, not a coincidence. I just made this connection now, but in some of the Viridian flashbacks, there's people like one the people killing to save as well. Like like our like they're like like in one of the caravan like sequences to to protect. <laughs> oh yes, we're not. You know, you don't want. No one wants me to open that like particular Pandora's box right now because we'll be talking for another three hours. But <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but go but, ahead. Yes, yeah, that that yes. There, there is a mirror of that in uh, in the flashbacks for sure. Yes. You have you have people yes. who are going yeah. that direction. Um, and now uh, someone, a, a, a current world tinker is doing that as well. Yes. Um, where, and then before it was um, around the time of the breaking of the world. Yes. And now it's around the time of like... The, the next most relevant. Yeah. I mean, the... The last battle is coming. Yes. And, yeah. we're, and we're prepping for that. It's a dark time. Yeah. So... This stuff is going to happen, um, and I mean, Arm's story is only beginning. Um, it is, but it's a poignant. He is an important, poignant character. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I could see that. And um, his grandmother's anguish. Um, what's I forget her name. Um, I forget. I just know his. They're all just like, well, basically, screw off. <laughs> um, but like, he's. She's like devastated yeah. because he is going to learn the sword and then some people are like to pairing you sh- shouldn't have um helped uh, with his you know you know you shouldn't have put yourself on that side by helping with his cultural degeneration from their point of view see, and he's just like listen i just i believe in what he wants um i em- empathize with him because my family was killed yep, so I, this is happening sorry no i I agree with that on the basis that Perrin's basically kind of like he's making the decision. Like if he wants, if he wants to make this decision, then like he's making the decision. I, I will do what I can mm-hmm. to help him because you know, mm-hmm. like that's what he would do. That's what Perrin would do as a character. But like, and it's nice to see Perrin um, as a, a really mentor, yeah, yeah to, not just a mentor, but um, in making that decision, he. Um, st- stands up for something. Yes, and stands firm on. Yes, it's it not, as well. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, not a whole lot on the battle, but it is. I do want to know that it is it's cool. It is cool, <laughs> I mean, and and you and you made the Lord of the Rings comparison with Fael's yes, yeah. arrival. Yes. I also found that right before the battle, it had kind of a um a, a whimsy to it. Um, yeah, I, it, I don't know if whimsy not- is the right word, but I'm thinking of like. Um. Never thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. Oh, it yes, had, it had that sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah, feel yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. No, I, I, I see that. Oh, uh, no, I, I could see that. Uh, it's also interesting. And I'm sure I've mentioned this at some point when talking about this section in broader strokes, but this is kind of like this another Lord of the Rings thing. Kind of spoiler-ish, not really. But, like, it's like the scoring of the Shire, but, like, happening midway through the story. Or, or, or even, like, yes. before midway, Yes, I that's guess, true. Yeah, yeah, this whole thing um, is... Like, because it's kind of... Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting. Um, yeah, that it is happening, like, at this point in the series. Um, because, like, in a lot of other stories, it would either... Either it'd be the scoring of the Shire, or, like, this would be one of the places that's, like, one of the final places that's attacked and they have to defend their home. Right, which is um, the way it works in Lord of the Rings, but yes. here it's um, it's just it's one step along the way. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, and I like we that. have the we have the. I mean, he cho- Tolkien chooses to put the smaller yeah, battle after the big battle, which uh, I think is a great commentary a, yes. mm-hmm. on um, there always being more battles to fight. Yes, and, and the key thing with the scoring of the Shire being like the hobbits are the ones that do it. Like 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 the hobbits take back their like they show their growth. Yes, and their yes, it is a manifestation of character growth. That's yes. that is mm-hmm. another reason why it hits so hard. Yes. Um. Whereas, um, Perrin hasn't totally this in doing this. This Perrin, is a part of his journey. It is. It is, and and one of the most yeah, crucial, if not the most yeah. crucial. Yeah. Um, um. 
Yeah. It also, it is really cool. Again, anytime I and I are using magic in battle, I think it's awesome. So just fun to, like, see Varen and, like, Alana, like, doing their thing. Like, yes. shooting fireballs and stuff at the Trollocs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, I mean, that's just kind of the fun nerd fantasy geek out moments yeah. <laughs> like visualizing that but. and i'm gonna put in a little teaser here um because i don't think i've talked about this because we were waiting we haven't talked about Perrin yet but yes. we had the, the two eyes that i here we have varon and alana yes um they both have roles to play it interesting okay I, one I, of which you will see you will see very soon you're on the book right now okay i and it is foreshadowed in this book. I mean, as well. I, I'm uh, all right. I'm not going to. My guess is that it's Varen. Is it has to do with Varen because she's been mentioned. She's been the she's been the Aesodai that has been most involved with things whose name is not Moraine or Swain Sanche. <laughs> Uh, well, now, what, what I've what, already said is all I'm going to say. Okay, no, that's and I don't think we should say any more. But yeah, other than the Wonder Girls, Moraine and like Swain, she's the one that's kind of like most been like on screen mm-hmm. and kind of doing like involved with different yeah. things. Yeah. Well, they, they um, will. They will both have their parts yes. to play. So speaking of Ayas and I, do you have anything else to small? Well, do you have anything else to say on Two Rivers? I don't. Let's move into um, the. The, the first really world sha- world shattering event of the series, yeah. I would say. No, we I'm, had we had the Shanchan that was big. The Shanchan was big, but it, it's not as like it's it's not as like oh like uh, what, I'm trying to do not cursing. <laughs> yeah, we have not. Let me let me put it this way. There is always has to be some instance of established order coming down. Yes, yes. And this is the first time that's happened. Yes, and I think it's brilliant and devious and like anger-inducing and like yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, because we have Swain being still. Yeah. So basically, well, yeah. Sorry, just to step back a tad. Yeah. Basically, Elida walks in with other Aes Sedai. Cuts off Swain and Leanne and like deposes Swain as Emerald as Emerald Seat and ascends yes. to the Emerald Seat herself. Yes, and then um, this was this was all prophesied by um, Min at the beginning of the book. She sees oh the above, tower, yeah, <coughs> yeah, and she and above everyone's head, she sees their deaths like a lot of people, yes. and they're like, "This is happening on the same day," and they're like, "What could this be? What sort of attack could this be?" Turns out it's internal, and um, most of the reason for that is not because of the deposition, but because no. all that band of warders came together and tried to stop them, and then the younglings who are the warders in training. Um, were back. on fought back and were on Elida's side, and they won the day. Um, strangely, given that there were was training, um, maybe they had more other Aes Sedai helping them. I'm know. not quite sure. I, that wasn't um, really what was implied, but I yeah. But I don't we know. have uh, Gowan um, or Gwyn. Uh, Gwyn, I think I've heard that. Maybe I haven't. He uh, he he took down Hamar himself. Um, oh, who was yes, the that's right. he w- he was the trainer. Yeah, the main like. Yeah. So we get a sense of him, uh, Gawain, as um, much more skilled and much more hard-hearted than we had previously taken. Yes, because he because... was he was kind of a. Um, even though he's not Galad, he's he's kind of a prince charming, sort of. He's like Prince of Andor. And yeah, I mean, all, Galad was always previous to this. Elaine was always like Galad's the one that like always like. Stick, well, Galad's he's, he's Galad's stickler, really like. Yeah, yeah, he's he's stuck up and he's obnoxious from the yeah. very start. But Gawain seemed very good natured, yes. particularly in comparison to him. But we see like, whoa, he's he's got some seriousness, some seriousness. Yes, to him. yes. So and now he still does well. At least his final kind of. I don't know about final, but like in this book, at least his one good thing he does is he lets he helps Swain and Lane yeah. and Min and Logan escape. And he is this is far from the end of his story, and he's he's somewhat of a honestly, I'd say he's the mo- as far as the fandom goes, he's the most controversial male character 
Really? Yes. That's an interesting statement. But that, that yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, he's... That's his story is far from over. I, I could see that. I mean, well, uh, well, I, I would get. I would imagine that one of the Forsaken would be my guess is the most controversial male, probably for whatever reason. Just because, like, I would imagine the main three males with like Rand, Hair, and Matt are not very controversial as no, characters. Like, no, they're not. They're not I mean, like, like. And by controversial, I mean like like, like people hate some strong, people. Strongly some people. hate or strongly like them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I mean, there's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna. There's some Stormlight characters like that <laughs> that we'll talk about later. Yeah. But <laughs> um, uh, yeah, anyways. but I mean that's really it with this. It's a very simple because it's a very simple yeah, thing that happens, but it it comes very quickly yeah, without expecting it. Because we get uh, yeah, because it's oh yeah, because it's Swain's viewpoint. Yes, it is yes, Swain's viewpoint. Which I liked. Uh, but yeah. It's Swain's and then it's Min's. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, Min is, yeah. But um, I still... Min is a character. Uh, she's fine. She doesn't... She has the foretelling... It's not like I said I foretelling, but the visions. But, like, she doesn't... She... You know, I I get... Because I've, I've heard uh, criticism of Min before. I get uh, everything that's said. Um particularly around just her kind of blasé-ness. And, yeah. and I don't see it quite as blasé-ness, but I, I sort of see it. The thing is, she, you have to think of what context she's in. She is... She's with, totally out of fish out of water, yeah. She's totally fish out of water when it comes to the other female characters. Yes, that's so true, yeah. she kind of seems the most like she would live in our world she seems yeah. the most familiar to yeah, me yeah no that no that, that's i, I she I, seems I would, the most earthy to me yeah i i wouldn't just without having thought about it much i wouldn't disagree with that and i, I mean, and i think she's very good natured yes um and and in a in my opinion a believable way and I, whereas I think some people kind of see her as maybe too cardboard i don't think she's this is like card I don't like just like cardboard or just boring. Yeah, she's just kind of boring to me. Like it's yeah. Like I wouldn't say like car- like she's not bad. It's just like kind of like I'm just like oh all right. I guess we're back with men. Like it it can This is a viewpoint character in Song of Ice and Fire that doesn't really do a lot of things, but she is present. She's basically Martin's viewpoint in a lot of important like. All right, Catelyn Kat- Stark in Song of Ice and Fire doesn't do a whole lot of stuff, but she's there because Martin wanted a point of view with certain events. Like, okay. it kind of feels like Min is like that in certain ways. Okay. Now, I mean, they're different. They they both have, like, roles in the plot, mm-hmm. but it, it's a similar, like, like a similar... I mean... Well, that's, in, yeah. that's interesting you say, I'll say that about... This isn't a spoiler. You say that about Catelyn um, because, and this to this day, this still surprises many fans of the show. Of Game of Thrones. Of Game of Thrones. Rob is not yes, a point of view Yes, character. exactly. Yes. They, and mm-hmm. since they do spend a lot of time together, um, She's kind Martin of, actively chooses to give those to Catelyn, to Catelyn and not to Rob. Rob. Yes. And to leave Rob completely out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's just an observation. Yeah, but yeah, no, that is yeah. Now the difference is with this. You now the difference with this is that if if that's kind of what Min's doing, then then Swain wouldn't be a POV character, or or you get like very little of her as a POV character. Well, although obviously, Wheel right. of, although obviously, Wheel of Time and Ice and Fire are different in that Ice and Fire, it's it's very like. It's very clear-cut structurally, like, these are the point-of-view characters, because the chapter names are just the titles of... Or just they're the names, the of, names the, of the characters. Right. Whereas they're in, like, these chapters are all about it being this person's point-of-view. Exactly. Whereas um, here, you... They're, they're, he, and, and there's pros and cons to that, like, but he, oh. he, he has more... Jordan has more liberty and flexibility with... Like who he wants to have a point of view one. Yes, and he'll he'll have chapters with multiple points of view. Yes. Even th- and the chapter titles will be whatever the chapters about. Yes. However, if you see a picture of dice, it it's going to be a match. Yeah, versus so like he the, does a little bit of that yes. in a more in a more creative way. Yes, I must say. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I I 
I would agree with that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's it, all. I mean, it's it's a it's a big deal. I mean, the that, schism is a big deal, that, but that it's was, also a very simple thing that it, happens. Yes. So there's not a lot to say. Yeah. There's yeah. But that was the. That was the first moment in the series where I like, like after that scene, I was like, "What the fudge just happened?" <laughs> I guess the like, one other thing to say to say about it are kind of the uh, general motivations behind it, which is that, um, you know, Swain has to be fair been acting in a very sketchy way for for good re- for like noble reasons, trying to um, do the right thing by the Dragon Reborn and yes. trying to sh- shape him with Moraine's help and everything. Um, but it still seems like uh, shifty enough or in, in, in such troubled times that the, the sitters in the hall are like, do act against, and in the bare minimum, I might add. Yeah, because because Elida, she just, Elida just passes whatever, whatever things she almost said she congressionally needs. Whatever that that's the, that's, yeah, that's like, the like um, whatever parallel like, I made yeah like whatever like vote she needs <coughs> she just gets that vote mm-hmm. um, but yeah it is enough it, obviously it's enough that like Elida herself didn't like like it wasn't like she was so overwhelmingly persuasive that like all these people hundred percent fell behind her it was like well they like you said they saw it Swain was acting kind of sketchily enough and they were like okay like and Elida was enough to tip that balance of um. Uh, insecurity or uh, fear uh, <laughs> uh, in that in that way of hey she's going to take us in a bad direction yes. uh, and like we need new leadership mm-hmm. um, now the yes. fact that they kind of like stilled her and like all that is yeah, that's, that's a little bad. that's a little like well <laughs> and now but now we get um, Elida's um, tenure as Amerlin and yes. that is I mean that's that's very enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I did. And I might have mentioned this in the first. I might have mentioned this before, but I do like that. I do really like Elida as kind of a. I, I guess. I guess I'd call her a villain. We'll say as as an antagonist that is not like Dark One affiliated. Um, yeah. Like like well now also I mean I just love the idea of an I said I like schism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh. that is now that the schism has happened. It's imp- it is important to say um, we're almost out of time here. Yeah. The important thing to say is that um, she does cert- certainly. It appears that she is not a, a dark friend. She's not Black Aja. Yeah, like her, um, her, her her motivation is like get the world ready for the last battle and the dragon reborn and the. And the Dragon Reborn needs to be controlled. Yes, he, he needs to be controlled because the Andoran royal family is the central pillar for that. And, like, the Dragon Reborn is a threat to them. Mm. Yeah. And it is so important that she is not a dark a dark Yes. Friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. That we have a principal antagonist that has their own vision for the way the world needs to go. Um, and it is not the dark one. It is yes, not the dark one. Yes, there are the Black Aja has stake in this. Obviously, yes, right. Sure, it um, plays. It plays into their hands. Plays a role. It's plays into their chaos, hands. Yeah. Yes. Sowing like mistrust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's not just them. It's not just no. Like it's not. Like, um. It, it. I think we're thinking of the same thing. It's not. Um. It's. It, I mean. Theoden becoming corrupt oh, and was just the no, fault of Grima Wormtongue, yeah, who's no, a servant of Saruman. No, it's it's yeah, it's it's very yeah, it's not that. Yeah, yeah the um the um oh, I have a more specific thought. Yeah, um oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Um oh yeah, the yeah, like the like the Black Aja would they given would like if they're given the chance would would definitely kill Lyda. Like or or like yeah like they, they, yeah they have yeah, they, like I if, mean Elida holds no um, position of power within their yeah, ranks like they they consider her something to be used yeah yeah like what wh- I mean ultimately like they're enemies still but like mm-hmm. like at this point probably more of a tool <laughs> yes and it's more important to say that because instead of this they would kill her if given the chance because every dark friend would kill any other sure. person if yes. given the chance including right. a dark friend yes yes <laughs> yeah yeah. But. yeah. Okay, uh, I think I, that, yeah. that should do it. That was I was the, not expecting the whole hour, but hey, we had good things to say. I think. 
Yeah. So. That's all of Shadow Rising. Um, this has been book four of Wheel of Time. Yes, and then, uh, um, book five is next. Yes. Um, and that'll be the next episode. Uh, but until then, um, we're your hosts, uh, John. And Johnny. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.